on the last complicit. It's a a hard, fine line of, you know, trying to get the information that you need for a story, but they also want to hold back information for their investigation. They think that Gabby killed her and took her and dumped her body somewhere. The body would show up. He's not that smart. I will say what's different is the family. And they are just so determined and not going to let it go. And I think that in itself will put pressure on investigators. Like everybody else, I'm trying to figure out what happened. I actually think she might still be alive. There's a call to find dental records for Lauren DeMolo now that human remains have been found. She's been missing for more than a year. We begin with breaking news at four. Could a new death investigation be linked to a missing persons case from more than a year ago? Paul DeMolo spent nearly 11 minutes in a Facebook Live post slamming the Cape Coral Police Department. Where is Lauren DeMolo? I'm Hillary Wadsworth. And I'm Caitlin Boddy, and you're listening to Complicit. Chapter 23, The Press Conference. Our last bonus episode was urgent and promising. We'll recap it here briefly. On October 13, 2021, the Lee County Sheriff's Office and Cape Coral Police Department held a joint press conference in which they stated that human skeletal remains recently found off Pine Island Road in Fort Myers appeared to be those of Lauren DeMolo. Since investigators could not be 100% sure it was Lauren, they held a press conference with hopes of locating a dentist who had Lauren as a patient. They needed her dental records to confirm or rule out the remains as being Lauren. Lee County Sheriff Marcino gave multiple data points about the remains to explain why they suspected it might be Lauren. This time is believed the skeletal remains belong to a white female, aged 30 to 50, with small stature. It is believed the person has been deceased less than five years, but longer than six months. One of the missing person cases reviewed is that of Lauren DeMalo, who's being investigated by the Cape Coral Police Department. At this time, we cannot... Cape Coral Police Chief Sizemore then spoke about Lauren's missing persons case specifically and gave more data points about their investigation. Thousands of personnel hours have been dedicated to the case, led by Detective Nick Jones. And nine other detectives have worked on this investigation. Detectives from our agency have executed 12 search warrants in relation to this case, one as recently as a few weeks ago. 225 pieces of evidence have been collected in conjunction with Lauren's case. Approximately 100 interviews have been conducted, and over 110 individual tips have been run down. Equal airtime was given to discussing the skeletal remains, as was discussing Lauren's case. It appeared as though the investigators were fairly certain that this was Lauren. The press conference's timing was curious. Just one day before, on October 12th, Paul DeMolo posted a 10-minute rant on Facebook that went viral. 
My daughter just didn't vanish off the face of the earth. In his video, he expressed great disappointment with the Cape Coral Police Department and how they've handled the case overall. So I want answers. You know, I hope you all understand why I'm putting this out there because I've had enough. And that's just the way it is, you know? I don't care whose toes I step on anymore. I don't care, you know, what anybody thinks of this or doesn't think of this, you know? I really don't. All I know is this. I want answers. I want justice. And I want to know what happened to my daughter. Because there's enough evidence out there. There's enough people that know what happened. He focused on the clerical error that happened at the beginning that resulted in a detective not being assigned until valuable time had already been lost. He also questioned why there had never been a press conference concerning his daughter's case to help garner tips from the community. To this day, the news has been asking the Cape Coral Police Department to do an interview to have a press conference, and they continue to refuse, refuse, refuse. If I don't call them, I don't hear from them. The local Wink news station and other news outlets picked up on Paul's rant and aired a story about it that evening. The father of a missing woman goes off on the police department in charge of the missing person's case. Tonight, that the next day after my video place. that I put on Facebook, eight o'clock my time in the morning, CCPD is calling me and I knew it was Jones. I was like, hey, Nick, how you doing? He goes, well, Paul, not too good. I said, guess what, Nick, neither am I. Detective Jones had viewed Paul's video and had taken the rant personally, both as an employee of the Cape Coral Police Department and as the lead investigator on Lauren's case. Paul explained that he was not singling him out. I said, let me tell you something, Nick. If I was gonna bash you, don't you think knowing me, I would have said your name? And I didn't do that. I said, you could take it personally or however you want. I said, you people fucked up this case from day one. He goes, listen, I understand. You know, I know that, you know, we dropped the ball, Paul. It wasn't put wrong into the computer, supposedly. He said, but we can't do nothing about that. That's in the past. We can only go forward from here. The next phone call Paul received that morning was from Cape Coral Police Chief Sizemore. He was calling with more somber news. The Lee County Sheriff's Office had recently found human remains in nearby Fort Myers, and they believed the remains belonged to Lauren. They would be holding a last-minute press conference about it later in the day at 3 p.m. As a courtesy, he wanted Paul to hear it personally from the department before he saw it on the news. Paul had an idea this very phone call was coming. Just a week earlier on October 7th, Detective Jones had called both him and Cassie, Lauren's sister, asking for Lauren's dental records, just in case they happened to find something. It would take far less time to identify any remains found using dental records than DNA, according to the FBI, who was now involved with the case. Paul was unable to locate her current dentist, but he knew she'd recently had a CT scan done. But Paul was told that a CT scan would not be enough for a positive identification. Though everyone has unique teeth, Lauren's smile is recognizable. She's missing her second upper molar on her right side. She had that tooth pulled 10 years ago and had never had it replaced. Even without a CT scan or x-rays, you can clearly see the missing tooth in pictures where she's smiling widely. This is an important detail that we'll circle back to later in this episode. 
Meanwhile, Paul told the rest of the family the news about the remains found, their likeness to Lauren, and the impending press conference. It hit the family hard. Lindsay kept saying to me, she's like, with tears in her eyes, is there any way this isn't war? And I'm like, honey, the police are not going to tell the family that it's her 100%. If it's not, I'm sorry. They wouldn't have brought it to our attention or brought it to the public's attention if they didn't feel that it was consistent enough with Lauren to air it. As difficult as it was to hear the news, Lindsay and Matt, who live nearby, wanted to attend the press conference. But they were told they weren't allowed, and they had to watch it online or on TV. Joan said, no, you can't come. Lindsay had questions. She wanted to talk to them. She wasn't allowed to do that. We had Wink News on all day waiting for the conference, and, you know, they do the news cycle. So every half hour it was... The father of a missing Cape Coral woman, Lauren DeMola, was not happy with the police. I was sick to my stomach all day, and I have never felt more sick and mentally exhausted in my entire life. I couldn't even leave my bed. One minute, I really think, wow, my sister is gone, like, forever, and everything's flashing before my eyes. Like, oh my God, this happened, or I'll never see my sister again or Michaela will never see her mother again, and just everything flashing in front of my eyes. Behind me, we have Sheriff Carmine Marcino and Cape Corps Police Chief Anthony Sizemore and both of their teams. To give you some details, we have Sheriff Carmine Marcino. Sir? Thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, Sheriff Carmine Marcino, and thank you for being here today. At 3 p.m. sharp, Lee County Sheriff Marcino took the stage and the press conference began. You can listen to nearly the entire press conference in our last bonus episode called Closer to Finding Lauren DeMolo. But here is where both law enforcement divisions publicly linked the human remains with Lauren DeMolo and requested Lauren's dental records so that they could make the identification with 100% certainty. We called this press conference in hopes of identifying any dental professionals who might have performed work on Lauren DeMolo. Chief Sizemore also took the opportunity to let the public know that he had been in touch with Paul DeMolo in advance. But this lead is the biggest lead that we've had in the life of this case. So it was very important that I reach out to Paul yesterday and tell him about the lead, our plea, our joint plea, for dental records and also for this press conference that we are gonna go from law enforcement channels to more open source to get as much information as we can. We believe the press conference plea worked. By the next morning, Lauren's dental records had been located and sent in from her dentist in Maryland, the one who had removed her molar. Paul was told it would take time before they could confirm Lauren's identity. It takes over a week to get results back from that. So the cops run that, let's say. And okay, it comes back, they get a hit. A likely match. Well then after that, they have to send that to another person who's an expert of teeth, and they have to go over and make sure 100% that everything matches up and this is that person. Then after that person does it, those teeth have to be sent to a second person to double check that the first person was right. There was nothing to do but wait.
Much to the family's surprise, the wait wouldn't be nearly as long as they thought. Later that same day, the day after the press conference, Detective Jones called Paul and Cassie again. Cassie shared this news publicly on Facebook. The human remains found were not Lauren's. In yet another plot twist in this case, the remains discovered on October 5th, 2021, off Pine Island Road in Lee County were someone else. Dental records came in before they even had a chance to compare her dental records to the human remains that were found. Another case that Lee County was looking into, their dental records came in as 100% match for the human remains, which knocked Lauren out. By the time Detective Jones called, the remains had already been identified using dental records that were already on file with Lee County. The woman they had found off Pine Island Road was 36-year-old Brianna Tennant, a local woman known to frequent the exact area where her remains were found. Breaking at 10, skeletal remains found are not Lauren DeMolo, a heartbreaking update for her father. As you can imagine, this series of events led to a roller coaster of emotions for the family. Lindsay, Matt, and Paul spoke with us about their initial reactions together. You would think that they would put this through the database before you come out in a news conference and do all this and give somebody else, you know, false hope. I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe when she told me it wasn't her. I was like, what? It's just a weird feeling to know someone could really be dead and that could be their remains, like really be their remains. And then the next day feel so hopeless. Like I feel like we're never gonna find Lauren ever again. So I'm just pissed off. Like they really fucked my head up. They fucked up everybody's head. It's a, it's a weird thing to say, I hope the human remains found are those of Lauren because it's not an outcome that we're hoping for, but at least it's a piece of closure and a piece of we can move on to the next step of this. We can't get justice without closure, and we can't get closure without Lauren. It's extremely uncommon for any law enforcement office to hold a press conference linking human remains with a possible identity if they're not already very sure. So what happened here? Some people like Cassie think there was no ulterior motive for the police sharing this information in such a public way. They wouldn't have brought it to our attention or brought it to the public's attention if they didn't feel that it was consistent enough with Lauren to air it. But others in Lauren's family believe it has a lot to do with that Facebook rant. That conference, it was damage control from what was put on from my video. Paul had a rant on Facebook, which is understandable. Like he's so sick and tired of being led in this direction, that direction, no direction maybe. And the whole case was mishandled from the beginning. And he just wanted everyone to know that Cape Coral is up to no good. It's almost like, you know, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, it's like Paul told the police to go fuck themselves. So they're like, oh, fuck us, fuck you. Here's a body, this is your daughter, here's hope. Okay, nope, not her. Paul believes jumping the gun on a press conference was more reactionary on the part of law enforcement, since the Lee County Medical Examiner had had the remains since October 5th, and it's likely that they had been close to an identification when the press conference was announced. 
I talked to Detective Jones. What he said to me was, Lee County Sheriff's, he knew all along that this may be somebody that was missing, but in, in his jurisdiction. Detective Jones went on to tell Paul that his department was unaware of the matching dental records Lee County already had on file for Brianna Tennant at the time of the press conference. And Paul believes him. I think Nick really wants to do his job and he's trying to do his job. But without all the information, the puzzle pieces just didn't fit together. Chapter 24, Consistency. The skeletal remains seemed so promising. The data points they gave at the press conference did line up with who appeared to be Lauren, a 30 to 50 year old, small statured Caucasian woman, deceased between six months and five years, found off Pine Island Road in North Fort Myers. But even without the dental records, there were enough dissimilar characteristics between Lauren and Brianna to raise questions. Let's start with the stature. Brianna was five foot four inches tall, and this was confirmed by Lee County Sheriff's records. Lauren, on the other hand, was four foot 11, maybe five feet at the most. This four, maybe five inch difference is pretty significant. In the press conference, they said the remains were in line with someone small in stature. And while 5'4 is fairly small, Brianna was not nearly as tiny as Lauren. As a point of reference, according to Medical News Today, the average height for a woman raised in the United States is currently 5 feet 4 inches. So to classify the remains as small statured in general seems odd. Next, they said the remains were consistent with someone who was deceased for more than six months, but less than five years. And while this did align with Lauren's disappearance, it didn't align with Brianna's. Brianna was confirmed to have last been seen on September 6th, 2021, just shy of one month prior to her discovery. And the location of where the remains were found off Pine Island Road in North Fort Myers, also could have aligned with Lauren. She did at one point work at the Taco Bell nearby, but they were more aligned with Brianna. The remains were found near a homeless encampment where Brianna had been known to frequent. According to Starla Walker, Brianna's cousin, when the police were searching the woods the day her remains were discovered, they were told that another woman from the area was missing and her name was Brianna Tennant. The location also stuck out to Lindsay as being odd. I said so many times, how can she just be sitting there on the ground for a year and a half, like probably not that deep in the woods, if the remains were found in a homeless area? Don't you think someone that was homeless would have just walked out of the camp, the woods, and said, hey, guess what? There are skeletal remains back here. It wasn't only what was said about the remains, but what wasn't. Strangely, 
the most recognizable and identifiable feature of Lauren's smile, her missing molar, was omitted as a similarity when comparing the remains found to Lauren. If that adult female is missing a tooth, then that's known by the police. Does this other girl, does she, is she missing the exact same tooth somehow miraculously? That's a big coincidence. But no, Brianna was not missing any teeth, according to her cousin Starla, though her two upper front teeth were quite prominent. That was the unique feature of her smile. I mean, you could tell if someone's missing an adult tooth, you're not gonna have a freaking press conference. And investigators did know about Lauren's missing tooth. They had even mentioned it in the press conference. And they had those CT scans from the local hospital that showed her teeth. Jones told me they had CAT scans from Lauren's teeth. They did have those. The emotional roller coaster Lauren's family and friends experienced was difficult, but they refused to let what happened cloud their goal of bringing Lauren home. Somehow, even still, they continue to stay strong and simply refocus. We've come to terms with what we think the outcome will be, but stranger things have happened. Point blank, we thought we, we thought this was it. We thought this was the point that we were searching for. And here we are, 48 hours later, to find out that it was a mistake. It was not Lauren. All that means is that Lauren is still out there. Whether she is alive or not, we're still fighting. We're still searching. We're not giving up. This is not an end all. It's just a reorganize and reconvene and see what we can do to move forward and to hopefully bring Lauren home. I know that I'm not giving up. I know my dad's not giving up. I know Cape Coral Police Department is not giving up. And there was a silver lining. It did renew interest in Lauren's case, both in the media and with the public. Their press conference yesterday has stirred up a lot of talk and stirred up a lot of sharing and posting and now it has reached an even broader audience because other states are now talking about her so it's gaining more traction and hopefully this push will help us get more leads get more information and lead us to lauren again i know this is not the update that everybody wanted including us and now this is what we do we move forward this is all we can do is pull up our big girl pants and keep going Hundreds of new people have joined the Bring Lauren Home Facebook group. Her missing poster now sits squarely in front of the Lee County Sheriff's Office. And a second We Ride for Lauren event has been confirmed for March 19th, 2022. Details about that event will be posted on our website at complicit-podcast.com. And now, again, we wait. We wait on that one tip from someone who knows something, that one break in the case that could unravel the entire mystery. As always, we will continue to update you as we learn more about what happened to Lauren DeMolo. Before we close this episode, we'd like to share a bit about Brianna Tennant the most recent woman who has unfortunately woven her way into our story. Her cousin Starla runs a Facebook group dedicated to Brianna and is the administrator of a GoFundMe account in Brianna's honor. 
Here's what Starla had to say about Brianna when we spoke to her. Brianna was very loved by her entire family and her two sons, and she will be missed forever. She had one of those amazingly goofy laughs that automatically make you laugh with her. I will miss that most of all, I think. We love you, Breezy. I'm so, so sorry we couldn't save you. We wanted nothing more than for you to come back home. And even in the midst of her own grieving, Starla feels for Lauren and her family. I'm thankful the police did do the search and were able to find Brianna. We may never have known what happened to her. However, it's still a tragedy that the Domolo family still has no answers after searching for over a year. I can't imagine that pain of not knowing and just wanting some sort of closure. An easy way for you to help solve this mystery is for you to share this podcast or leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. Thank you and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss future updates about the case. Thanks for listening to Complicit, a true mystery podcast about the disappearance of Lauren DeMolo. If you have any information about the disappearance of Lauren DeMolo, please call 1-800-780-TIPS. That's 1-800-780-8477. Or go to www.capecops.com slash tips. Or you can text a tip to crimes. That's 274637. Tips can be left anonymously, and there is a reward currently being offered for information leading to an arrest. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes and continued developments in Lauren's case. For additional information you won't hear and can't see on the podcast, visit our website at complicit-podcast.com. Also, be sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook at Complicit Podcast, on Twitter at Complicit underscore pod, and on Instagram at Complicit underscore podcast. Complicit is a production of 7th Guest Productions and produced by Resonate Recordings. And now, here's another podcast we like, and you may as well.